Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov. Let's try to go chronologically in order. So, today is Erev Shabbos, and this Shabbos, we have the privilege of beginning the fourth book of the Torah, Sefer HaPikudim, the book of counting. We count the Jewish people in this week's parasha of Bamidbar. We count the Jewish people at the end of the book, 40 years later, in Parshas Pinchas. In Parshas Bamidbar, according to the Chinuch, there are none of the 613 mitzvos. Interestingly, however, the Shulchan Aruch does tell us Manu V'atzru, which means that you are to read Parshas Bamidbar annually before we celebrate the Yom Tov of Shavuos. I'd like to perhaps first um, begin with a little bit of (coughs) some of the, if not (coughs) laws of Shavuos, but Minhagim of Shavuos, and then we'll try to come back to the significance of Bamidbar having uh, and being read prior to Shavuos. To begin with, there's no other way of saying it. Shavuos is the most important holiday. Now, wait a second. You're going to argue with me? You can't. We were taken out of Egypt, as the Torah says, to receive the Torah. The whole idea of our counting, Sviras HaOmer, last night we counted 48, and we are getting very close to the finish line. But Hashem says to Moshe, this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you take the people out of Egypt, you shall serve, and our rabbis say, you shall serve in 50 days. The purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was to receive the Torah. And so... Sad to say, whereas Bali Ayinara, in the high 80s, there's a percentage of Jews worldwide that sit down to some kind of a Pesach Seder, I wish the number were anywhere near there of Jews who would be observing the Yom Tov of Shavuos. And therefore, it behooves each and every one of us that will be, thank God, observing this very special holiday to try to reach out to our brothers and sisters who are not yet into Shavuos and to try to invite them, try to have them realize what an incredibly important day this is. How important is Shavuos, in case you want to ask? Okay, so let's take a look. If you look at (coughs) chapter 1 of creation, the Torah tells us, Vayerev Vahivoker, it was evening and day, Yom Echad, day one, Yom Sheni, day two. Each day is written like that, except for Yom Hashishi, the sixth day, with the Hey Ayudia, with the the in front of it. And what's the significance of that? So Rashi says, and I cite, quoting from the Tanhuma, 
Hosef hei bashishi, the hei is there, bigmar mase bereshis, at the conclusion of the story of creation, lomar, to tell us shehisna imahem, God made a condition with that which he created. Almanas shekablu aleim Yisrael chamisha chum Torah. I am bringing you into existence on condition that the Jewish people accept the Torah. No Torah accepted by the Jewish people. There is no purpose for a world. And Dovracher, Rashi gives you another interpretation, Yom Hashishi, Kulim Tluyim Beomdim. All of nature was literally suspended Ad Yom Hashishi till the sixth day. What's the sixth day? The sixth of Sivan, the day on which the Jewish people would receive the Torah. Now, this is something which is remarkable. We pointed out that in this week's parsha of Bamidbar, which we read before Shavuos, there are no mitzvos. And interestingly, on Shavuos, there is no biblical mitzvah that is incumbent on the individual. There's no lulav, there's no shofar, there's no matzah. What is there? There's one communal mitzvah, the bringing of the special offering, korban, of the shtehalechem, the two loaves, which took place on Shavuos in the Beis HaMikdash. And so, Rav Hirsch beautifully points out that we started on the second day of Pesach, when we brought the Omer, the measure of barley, and we started counting, and on Shavuos, 50 days later, we bring not barley, (coughs) but two loaves of wheat. And he points out that barley is considered macho behema, food for animals. And wheat is food for man. And therefore there's a kind of graduation which is taking place on Shavuos that we should recognize we're graduating from a state akin to animals, having been amidst the culture of the Egyptians, and now, 50 days later, literally having that greatest moment in world history that God revealed himself to the entire Jewish nation. No other nation has ever or will ever make the claim that God appeared and revealed himself to the entire nation. Millions of people experienced this revelation at Sinai. The Ramah tells us in the one chapter regarding Shavuos, chapter 494 in that there are minhagim, and it's interesting, I think the reason why there are minhagim is because we're not only accepting upon ourselves on Shavuos the entirety of Torah, but even beyond that, even customs, not only that which is the letter of the law, but even customs and the spirit of the law. And so the Ramah cites several customs. One, to literally um, have greens on Shavuos in the synagogue and in the house, Zecher Lem Simchas Matan Torah, as a reminder to the joy 
and how God literally bedecked the mountain with greenery. As the Torah says, that God warned the people that the animals should not graze on the mountain, thereby showing that there was greenery. I think the greenery there also shows, as the Navi Yeshaya says, Vayosen midbara ke'eden, that with Torah, a midbar, a desert, could literally bloom, as indeed it did at the time of Matan Torah. Second of all, the... Um, there is the minhag, which the Mishnah Brewer brings down, of staying awake the entire night, this coming Saturday night. It's a good opportunity to take a nap this coming Shabbos, please God, tomorrow, and not only because it's always good to take Shena B'Shabbos Tanug, a little bit of a rest on Shabbos, but here perhaps even a little bit more, and we're going to spend the entire night, Saturday night, studying. Whether your custom is to say Tikkun Leil Shavuos, a compilation of the written Torah, the oral Torah, summarization of the oral Torah, or to go to your synagogue where there'll be Shi'urim, be it one shear the entire night, be it different shiurim. Uh, the idea is, whether you're learning with a chavrusa, whether you're learning in a group, spend the night learning. It's very, very special. And the third minog, which the Ramah speaks about, is that of eating macholei chalav, eating dairy food, on the first day of Shavuos. The, additionally, you should know that on the first day of Shavuos, please God, Sunday, we read the Kriya Torah from Parshas Yisro. We read of the Revelation, the Ten Commandments. The Minog is to stand <coughs> for the reading, reliving what the Torah says, Vayisyatsvu, Besachti Sahar. They literally stood under the mountain, and as well to read the Aseris Adibros Bitam Elyon, which means that the first two Dibros are read as one, and the Psukim are not divided as Psukim, but they're read as Dibros. The Kriya Torah for the second day of um, Shavuos, Monday, is that of Kol HaBechor, coming from the end of Parshas uh, Re'ei. The Minog is to read the Book of Rus on the second day of Shavuos, as well as Haskoras Neshamos, we recite Yiskor on the second day of Shavuos. I'd like to just spend a moment or two on Manu Vyatsru, the many, or to give you just a few lessons that might be derived from the uh, having the juxtaposition of Bamidbar before Shavuos, and especially this year when they come but one day apart. So I'd like to begin with the Gemara in Eruvin, Daf Nun Dalid, Amad Aleph, and there we find that Amarav Masna, that which we find in the Torah, in Parshas Chukas, in chapter 21, 
Pasuk 18 in Chukas, where the Torah says, Umimidbar Matona, literally from the Midbar to Matona. Now the context over there is talking about the various stops that were made by the Jewish people during their traveling in the desert, but Rabbi Masna understands it to mean the juxtaposition between Midbar, literally the desert, and Matona, a gift, if a person makes himself like a wilderness, which everybody treads upon the desert, or literally shows their humility, then then he will retain his studies, will be given to him like a gift. Torah will be given to him as a gift if he is humble. That's the first lesson that is very important, as well as the idea that Torah is for all. There's no such thing that Torah is for the elite group. No such thing that it's for the Kohanim and Levim. It's for everybody. Every Jew has, as we say in the Shemona Esrei, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, V'sein Chalkeinu V'sora Help us, God, to accomplish our share in Torah. Every Jew has their particular share in Torah. I'd like to point out uh, something very, very interesting, that two very quick lessons found in Parshas by Midbar that I really think they join together and tell us something about life in the Midbar. We find, interestingly that the first chapter speaks about the counting of the Jewish people, and the Torah tells us the names of the um, Nesim, the princes that were there at the counting, and the prince of the tribe of Dan is Eliasaf ben Deuel. Okay? In chapter 2 of Midbar, where the Torah speaks about the Degolim, the flags, and the separate camps. So there, in speaking about the camp of Reuven, within the camp of Reuven was God, and there we're told that the prince of God was Eliasav ben Reuel. The Torah changes it from a Dalid in chapter 1, take note, to a Resh in chapter 2. What might be the reason for that? So, Rev Zilberstein, in his Sefer, Alinu Shabeach quotes the Sefer Imre Noam that says very sharp, and that is we can learn a very important lesson from this, that when the tribe of Don was appointed as the head of his machana, the head of his camp. So God could have come and complained and said, wait a second, Moshe, Don was the Bukhor of Bilha, and he became the head of a camp. I am God, I am the Bechor of Zilpah. I too could have, should have, become the head of my camp. And what do we hear from him? Nothing. 
he was quiet. And as a result of his remaining silent and not complaining, he explains the Sefer Imri Noam, has his name changed from Di'u'el to Ri'u'el. And Ri'u'el is actually a contraction of Re'a, literally a close friend or beloved, Lekeel, to God. God showed his appreciation of his silence, and so too Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe is buried in the uh, tribe of God. This is one very interesting idea. And secondly, in and regard to the Nisim and the Degolim, the flags, says the Torah that Ish al Diglo, each person in accordance with their Degel, their flag. The idea behind this is a very powerful one, says Rabbi Yeruchim in his Das Torah, and that is the importance of Seder, the importance of having order in one's life. And he quotes that halacha as found in the Gemara Erechim, that a Levi and Leviim had different functions. Some were singers, Others were keepers of the gates. And if a singer were to go among the gatekeepers to open and close, or a gatekeeper were to go among the singers, so what does the Gemara teach you over there? In Erechin Yud Aleph Amid Beis, Hischai of Misa. We're not talking about actual capital punishment, but this is a very serious infraction. Infraction. Now what's the infraction? Explains Rabbi Yeruchim that he is breaking Seder. A Jew is to live a life of order. And even in the desert, which is the last place you'd expect to find Seder, that's where the Torah says, even there, a Jew is to have his life in Seder. He's to dive and try most every day at the same minion, the same time. He's to have, the Shulchan Aruch says, a very important halacha. And that is in Simon Kuf, Nun hey, that right after Shacharis, he's to ideally go from the Beis HaKnesses to the Beis HaMedrash, and listen to these words, V'yikba es lilmod, and he should set a time for the study of Torah, and he should do his best that this should be kavua shelo yavirenu, a person should not try to deviate from that time, from that Seder, even if he could make a lot of money. What a ideal and what we're being taught is such a powerful lesson that each and every one of us is an important part of the big picture but in order for each and every one of us to be part of this puzzle of Klai Yisrael our peace has to be in its place and this is the reward that Yosef ben Deuel got he became a reya to God by knowing his place and accepting his place, so too we should understand as we go into uh, Shavuos how important it is for us to have a set Seder in our life and especially in our observance of Torah and mitzvos. And we are to recognize this powerful idea that with Torah, a desert blooms. With Torah, 
there's order in our lives, there's simcha in our lives, and I pray and wish that each and every one of us will have a meaningful Shavuos, a meaningful personal and communal Kabbalah Satora, bringing glory to Klal Yisrael, to their communities, to themselves. Shabbat Shalom and a good Yom Tov to all.